Welcome to South Harmon. Welcome to South Harmon. Welcome to South Harmon. We glad you here today. Another AMA. Ask me anything. Super chat is cool if you want to pay to play. Like and subscribe. That's what we really appreciate. Let me introduce you to the tear down king. Mike McNutted ask your questions. He'll answer anything. ATM, you know I don't put them graphics on the screen. Glad you tapped in now. Stay tapped in for the team. Ayy. Everything is posted. Go follow the socials. South Harmon FF tag is it. We get noticed. Welcome to South Harmon. We glad you here today. Huh? Welcome to South Harmon. We glad you here today. Another AMA. Welcome to South Harmon. We glad you here today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But what's good, everybody? Welcome back into a Wednesday night AMA here on South Harmon. I get to wear the glasses, got some booze. What you drinking tonight, Adam? What you got? Uh, we're tag teaming, finishing the rest of this Four Roses, which is already gone. That's what's in the cup now, and finishing up this Elijah Craig. As you can see, man, we're we're running low over here. Um, content creator life is good, but we are saucing. I got I got to restock, man. I got to get you know into this this uh, new drink. Mike's been getting me on, right? Let's go, man. Gotta get Let's you up it. there. We got a little uh, Svedka. Oh, going OG. Like always. I love going it. OG. This stuff's just it. so smooth. <clears throat> Goes down great. It's awesome. Put a little ice in my cup, my South Harmon glass. But, uh, Adam, tonight's theme 24 is our year. And I think it's for everybody, right? Yeah. But here at yeah. South Harmon, definitely for us. Uh, hopefully, we'll have a, a few exciting announcements to roll out in the next couple of weeks. Can't break anything yet. But nope. just a little teaser. I uh, don't want to put the uh, the cart before the horse, as they say. I love those old-timey sayings. <laughs> but even if not, the 24 draft class, uh, we've kind of been high on this class for a while now. Like yeah. multiple years. It's <clears throat> yep. finally here. 24 is going to be amazing. It is going to be a great, uh, great, great draft class for your dynasty teams. Uh, a lot of championships in the future, I think, are going to have a foundation based on what happened <laughs> in the 24 rookie draft. So it's kind of exciting. A lot of quarterbacks, a lot of wide receivers. Uh, Adam, I was looking around the old interwebs today, looking on uh, the old X platform, and the Brock Bauer shit is starting to take off, man, and we are at the uh, end point of January. Oh, boy, man. Buddy. Uh, I heard things like top five lock, <clears throat> greatest tight end prospect we've ever seen. Oh, and that's... for those of you who rock with us, you you know for a fact uh, we're uh, anti tight end over here because we have a certain tool as that I'm, tells you. As I'm rocking my Kyle Pitts jersey, you <laughs> know. As you're Kyle Pitts. Yeah. <laughs> you already know what it is. Yeah, you already know where we're at, though. It's going to be incredible, though, if uh, if if people really hype him up, right? Because it's just going to make all oh, the they are. stuff fall to you. Yeah. It's already happening. Like, it's Mike, I, it's basically going to be. I, I think it's almost going to be consensus groupthink. That uh, this is the greatest tight end prospect we've ever seen. So I'm not even gonna like. I'm not even gonna at this point. We haven't seen combine. We haven't seen all the stuff to really debate that the merit of that. Um, but I'm here for that conversation. If uh, if it happens, I'm I'm all about it. Appreciate Billy Squibb, man. He says I poured myself a nice stout glass of scotch and ready to chill and listen to my favorite channel. Good evening, gents. Appreciate y'all so much. Um, <clears throat> he said also to go drop a like. 
listen, everybody that's here, we appreciate you being here. Thank you, Billy. Um, we appreciate everybody tapping in with us on another Wednesday AMA Mike 24 class. It's our year. You're you're a member of of the South Harmon. You, you you tap into these. You're part of that. You're part of the group, the draft class. 24 is our year I think in a lot of ways, but yeah, this this class Mike is um my Eric and I just did two mock drafts which you'll be able to tap into tomorrow um based on real ones. So Shane Hollum and um Dane Brugler this class is setting up to be so freaking awesome, man. But let's get into this. What's up, Corey? Back like I never effing left. Pour up, huh? Cheers, you already know what time it is. Cheers. Adam, great thing about it, right? Uh, I love Dane Brugler's mock. Like, we always look forward to it. One of the sharpest in the space. Uh, Shane, yeah. we've had him on the show before. Uh, love Shane, Shane, man. Shane, go back a ways. Shane does fantastic work, but uh, not to discredit him. But we got a weekly mock draft that we can analyze, right? Thanks to the patrons. If y'all didn't catch it, uh, Monday nights, every Monday night, we will be doing mock draft based on what the patrons want to do. Uh, they're making the picks. Uh, I'm included, but I usually just take, you know, random teams that nobody else seemed to want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eric did a great job of taking all the teams that didn't have first-round picks, so that was easy for him. He took the cop out. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, listen, you got that's a little week, bit of a 4D Monday, chess move, right? Come chap in. Yeah, 4D chess right there. You don't have to make picks, huh? <laughs> just take the Browns, yeah, Panthers. You know, all, all them teams sitting there watching and, and, and at the green room. Um I got excited too. I saw in the uh, the chat. Uh, I don't know who put it, but Caden Proctor. Uh, oh yeah, big I'm gonna fan get to of Caden Proctor. Big big fan of Caden Proctor, and uh, I did see the news. He entered the transfer portal. So uh, you know, like the old movie, man. You're saying there's a chance. <laughs> you're so there's you're a chance. And there's a chance. He was a hard commit to Iowa at one point. Uh, him and Xavier Wampka are uh, are pretty close. Um, so mm-hmm. did a lot of recruiting trying to get him there. Locked him in at one point. But, you know, when Alabama comes a-calling, Nick Saban came a-calling. Uh, Caden flipped his commitment, went to Bama. But mm. now that there's no Saban, uh, seems like it's free game on all Alabama transfers, man. Everybody on that team seemed like they're in the transfer portal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is not your dad's <clears throat> Alabama <laughs> anymore, I guess. I love Even that. though I think DeBoer is a hell of a coach. but. Probably kind of like uh, Mike Norvell down in Florida State, where it's gonna like it's a rough maybe first or second year, and then they really turn it on. You know, once he gets his system and his recruits in place. So, yep. Ooh, Caden Proctor, getting <clears throat> me all excited tonight. Just talking about the uh, the potential of one of the best left tackle freshmen in the country, if not the best, heading to offensive line. You, <laughs> that would be amazing. I would be over the moon. Yep. Big time. It's uh Mike, it's gonna be interesting to see if all the hype I think for this twenty four class, like if it hits I think the, the the some of the big things to watch for me are if Rome actually gets this like top eight, ten draft capital that a lot of people yeah. are starting to say, right? If that happens and Jade Daniels also gets that top five, top ten for sure, like those two things happen, this class is gonna be off the chain, man. Because you got well, you already got the Brock Bowers thing going on, right? You got Jaden Daniels that would make that in, third QB. We're penciling in, right? Malik Neighbors with with good draft capital too. Yeah, if he's in the top to ten, with right? Caleb and, and Drake May, right? Like you're absolutely just you're a thousand percent correct, Adam. Like we're stacked with yeah. rookies, rookie <laughs> dynasty players. You know, besides the IDP leagues, in that with that elite draft capital, that just <laughs> skyrockets value all yeah. over the place. Yeah, we're talking. I mean legitimate chance right now it looks like anyway for 
six, seven, like top 10 picks, um, which would just be ridiculous if that actually happens in the NFL. If we get six or seven guys that we really like to get top 10 draft capital in the NFL, oh my goodness. And then there's, then there's some people putting, you know, JJ McCarthy's or other, the other guys in the late part of the first round. And that's when all hell breaks loose, right? You get, you know, (laughs) your fourth quarterback in there. You get some of these guys sneaking in the first round. We didn't. Uh, we didn't even touch too on uh, the fact that there's some really good teams with incredible possible wide receiver needs mm-hmm. for some of these guys in the late, like perfect situations. Like if the Bengals draft one, holy shit! You know the Bills, the Bills draft one. You know, the Chargers. <coughs> Shane, Shane had fix uh, their mistake. You know Shane had um, the Bengals taking Brock Bowers. You really want to talk about freak out session? I mean, oh Ooh. my god, right, oh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Fizzle shocked us all on Monday night. He picked for his Dallas Cowboys. He had uh, Troy Franklin going to the Cowboys, right? Talk about like a perfect kind of fit too, right? Yep. Uh, you don't need Troy Franklin to be the alpha because you have C.D. Lamb. Uh, what Troy Franklin really does well is stretch the field. Like think <clears> about uh, probably a little bit more refined uh, Jamison Williams, who's also just happens to be 6'4". <laughs> <laughs> Like that's pretty exciting. I did see somebody had some interesting cops too on X two for wide receivers, and the Troy Franklin one had me like rolling. It was Mike Wallace, but three inches taller. I was like, oh, that's actually pretty good, you know, Mike Wallace, but three inches taller. I get behind that one. Oh yeah, yeah, <clears throat> definitely. Twenty four class, absolutely loaded. Uh, so it's going to be amazing. And if you got a lot of picks, welcome, <laughs> welcome to fun. Uh, don't sell them cheap. All right, don't sell them cheap. It's January. Let that baby build up. <clears throat> Just getting started. Um, appreciate everyone tapping in. Uh, Dynasty Daddy's here. We got a bunch of people here. Uh, T Rock saying, "All I heard is the greatest tight end prospect ever." He's talking about Zach Kuntz. We got all the all the fun and banter. One one last thing I wanted to touch on. You brought up JMO, and I saw a really interesting tweet on this, Mike. So you know, right now there's a um, a big like. Quentin Johnson was a big, huge flame out this year, right? In the yeah. the face planner. So I want you to I want you to check this out, okay? <clears throat> For their the starts of their career, Quentin Johnson in seventeen games has thirty eight catches, four hundred thirty one yards, two tucks, right? Jamison Williams in eighteen games has three hundred ninety five yards and three tucks. But Jamison Williams like has definitely come down a little, but there's not this. Um, like, it's just interesting. The, the group think is very, very – the whole community seems to be very out on Quentin. Like, you're stuck with him, it feels like, right now, right? Yep. Not saying people are super in on JMO, but it seems like because it was across two seasons and the suspension and all that, the uh, the narrative hasn't quite dipped as far for him, you know? Uh, people can wrap their head around the excuses they make for <clears throat> Jamison Williams. And yep. nobody's out there really touting excuses for Quentin Johnson, even though he has some valid ones. Uh, let's just play devil's advocate. Let me preface this by saying neither one are that appealing to me. Um, there there was go. a moment of weakness where I had uh, a few weeks ago where I was like, maybe some JMO, right? Like, <laughs> maybe, nah, nah, fuck that. I'm not doing that shit. Um, but yes, the people can wrap their head around the excuse for JMO, right? The, the injury, the ACL coming off of it. Uh, the The fact that they had to, you know, he got suspended and, you know, missed all those time this year. Um, people go, okay, uh, you know, all that kind of plays into it. But like you said, the total number of games is the same, right? 
The yeah. excuses, I'll just lay them out for Quentin Johnson, is one, he played in the Big 12. Okay, It's a little bit tougher to adjust as a wide receiver coming from the Big 12, except for, you know, C.D. Lamb, Justin Blackman back in the day. You know, oh, yeah. Des, Des Bryant, OG. <laughs> like, very few of these guys come out and just produce right away. I mean, everybody was super high on Marvin Mims. He did absolutely fucking nothing. Like, he was terrible. God awful. Good kick returner. <laughs> No one cares. Uh, but the excuse for Quinn Johnson, one, the Big 12 thing. Two, I don't think a lot of people realize, too, he literally only played on one side of the field mm-hmm. at TCU. Literally. He just go out there, play on his side, and those were the only routes he runs. Nobody does that shit in the NFL. Like, how many times do you see, you know, not even, like, guys who work in the slot, just think of your alpha X receivers. How many times do you see just DK Metcalf line up on the right side of the field for the entire part of the game? Never. His ass is on the left, his ass is in the slot, his ass is on the right, he goes in motion. Like, learning how to run a route tree from different foot positions coming off the line, from being in motion, from different sides of the field, whether you're on the boundary, whether you're, you know, which hash you're on, how your quarterback likes to throw the ball. You know, like, Tua's not going to throw a lot of uh, deep outcuts because he doesn't have the arm strength, right? But knowing and all that nuance that goes into running wide receivers, he was raw as shit. And... Also, not as athletic as we thought, right? Not as tall as we thought. We thought this was a 6'4 athletic freak, and come combine time, you go, okay, he's a little bit shorter, doesn't run as fast, doesn't weigh as much. Mm, there was a lot of red flags, but nobody wants to talk in about the built-in excuses for him that it was going to be a steep learning curve for him, even with Justin Herbert in the Chargers offense because of where he came from, where he played football at, how he played football but uh, the JMO thing, like, uh, people do men- mental gymnastics all day for Jamison Williams. <laughs> and you and I have experienced this for multiple years now at this point where we're like, yeah, we're kind of good, man. You keep your JMO, you know, I'll sell him if he gets too high, <laughs> right, or if somebody comes calling. But uh, definitely not a cornerstone wide receiver that I want to build on. And uh, people dogged us for it. And uh, <clears throat> yet here we are. He's not that good. No. Um, by the way, we have a super chat. Uh, Caw 343 or C-A-W 343 is a fish. <laughs> um, you know, I love this. Uh, uh, Xbox out here just dogged people that do startup. It was Stone Cold, one of the worst trades I ever thought. and I, I've probably seen in a while, Adam. <laughs> Go ahead. I mean, you, you put a super chat in here, Mike. You gotta, we got to at least, you know. Got to get it off. Got to right, give, so give the details. You know? 12 team best ball, start two quarterbacks, start two tight ends fairly hefty tight end premium right but just uh, the main points is no it's a best ball league right uh and Ka, see Kaw, however you say his name plays in a shit ton of leagues i think what i pulled him up on sleeper it was like 127 or whatever so i was like okay this guy knows what the fuck <laughs> he's doing right and kind of talked all through the startup you know seemed pretty confident didn't poke the bear or anything and then immediately after the draft's done today I uh, I see this trade come across with Mr. Wonderful of all people. <laughs> and I go, what the fuck are we doing? All right. Let's get so it. So Mr. Mr. Wonderful gets three first-round picks in 25. Three. I mean, I mean, I already just – there's there's a select number of players that that makes sense for. Let's hear it. Three of them, okay. <clears throat> uh, he received Matt Stafford. I mean, we're Mike off Williams. to oh, Kadarius Tony. Okay, now we're talking. <laughs> Kenneth Walker, Zach Charbonnet, a third and a fourth in twenty-four. Where's I don't have 
All my sounders, my old sounders, man, just <laughs> that's really freaking bad, bro. I mean, that's terrible. What are we doing? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I was still trying to figure out if there was like more players to be named later or something coming his way. <laughs> I mean, I guess I guess what you do is you you give the um the super chat one more go around. Mister Wonderful is a uh, is a shithead certified, been around for a while. Right. Mike, I mean, <clears throat> okay, the players you just named for me, you gave me one where I say, all right, first round pick, right? Kenneth Walker's worth a first. All right. You no just tell me generically worth a first, whatever, generic, somewhere in, like we call it, just a mid-generic? Yeah, that's fair. Absol- yeah, absolutely, sure. Wouldn't hate you for it. Okay, but we got two more in here, and this is one of those, you know, um, in case you want to know, if you go to take a bunch of coins to the bank, they make you roll them. You have to do something in order for them to take the currency in big lumps like that. Right. Mike, nobody else in that conversation is even worth a first. Like, singularly. I mean, you could maybe, if you told me it's like 112 locked in in 2026 or some shit for Matthew Stafford. But even then, we're stretching it just to even. It's, there's no way, man. That's, just, that's crazy. Yeah, I thought it was pretty terrible, too. I mean, you did all that work in the startup to get, you know, a couple extra <clears throat> 25 first by trading back and trading down and, you know. Not getting studs, but you know, there's a reason Matt Stafford went late. There's a reason Kadarius Tony was like a twentieth round pick. <laughs> Mike Williams was uh, the third and the fourth. Uh. <laughs> Matt, I would not do this. Do not do it. Don't be the person that goes and buys. Um, don't don't even send the two twelve. Nah, just keep that. Stay away from the face planters, man. Bad recipe there. Um, by the way, Brandon, you know, <clears throat> appreciate you tapping in and rubbing some salt. Nah, I mean, frankly, we. I, I was excited for Flacco playing as well as he did, but we all know his, there was a reason his career came to rest before. Uh, it just took us, you know, it happening on the big stage to remember why. So You're talking to uh, two guys who are fans of teams for a very long time. So, uh, you know, even the highs, we still got that little bit of a question mark. We've been hurt so much in the past, like you just can't but, rip our souls out anymore. But see, <laughs> this, this is a perfect segue, Mike, for the 24s our year and to get into questions because – as long as I've been alive, right? So watching football, like there was only a couple of years when I was really young watching football, the Browns were even around. And then the team leaves, right? Art Modell takes the team away. We get the team back. Every year, Mike, people find a way in this town to, this is our year. And then when we don't win, it's next year's our year. And it's next year. It's always next year, right? Nah, this year is our year, buddy. Even as a Browns fan, I can tell you this year is our year. Although we do that every year, so it doesn't make it any different. But let's get into questions, man. Let's get into questions, all right? Uh, I just saw that the comment from Daniel Walker come across the screen, too. Like, what did he you say? know what to do. Go to that offending owner. <laughs> there we go. Nice. Got a fish. Love it. Uh, we got a fish. Hey, I, I, I'm not saying anything shady, but I want to give props to Mr. Wonderful, too, because it's a mostly shithead patron league. I don't run it. He ran it. He started it up. And, uh, had a trouble filling the last couple spots with uh, non-payers or uh, procrastinators, and he was like, "Hey, do you mind if I, you know, go outside of uh, the Patreon to get somebody?" I'm like, "No, nah, go get a fish, man. Like, we'll bring him in." And then he brought this guy in, and I was like, "Oh, this dude's actually pretty sharp." And then we see immediately after the draft is over, like Mr. Wonderful knew what was up. <laughs> he was like, "I'm just biding my time." <laughs> yeah. All right, now's the time to strike. Let's get him. <laughs> Let's get him. All right, <clears throat> let's get into questions, man. AMA. Ask us anything. 12-team, start 10, 1.5 tight end premium, Mike. 
have 104, 105, 109, and the 110 and 111. Also have five seconds. The core of the team is Allen, Herbert, Gibbs, Ayuk, Andrews, Addison, JSN, Pitts, Hollywood, Jacoby. Would you trade the 105 and the 111 for Tyreek and 208? Mm. Spicy. Very spicy. I would say right now, no. Um, I'm going to hold on to that 105. We just talked about the hype for this class, and it just keeps building. Brock Bowers especially. There might <clears> come a time where you're getting uh, Tyreek for the 105, and you probably get a plus on the Tyreek side. You know, yeah. just because of the way things are going to shake out, right? We can't change Tyreek's age. We can't go back in time. He's going to be a 30-year-old wide receiver to people, and mm-hmm. it is what it is. We saw the fall off from Cooper Cup, and his dynasty value has just gone right into the shitter. Like <laughs> it just keeps going down and down. And you know, I still think he probably has some production left in him. You know, kind of like Keenan Allen this year. You know, Mike Evans. But people at this time of the year, they don't give a shit. Um, I think you're buying right off the high of a season that we just saw Tyreek, right? So his market value hasn't actually corrected to where it's going to be come April. Revisit it if you really want to. Mm-hmm. But for now, I'm passing. And if you miss out, right, like, oh, this is a one-time thing, he's going to move Tyreek, right? That's just sales tactics. And if they do, good for them. Like, good for them on being able to move Tyreek mm-hmm. right now. I would, I would pass. I would stay with my 105 for now. All right, Chip. I don't know if you're here or not. I know this this question was here when we te- when we hopped in, but Chip Diamonds, if you're here, I'm I'm not trying to cop out, but this may feel like a cop out answer. Th- this is the way I look at this, okay, Mike. We talked about this. Um, I guess it would have been on 40 Chess. Yeah, we just recorded that yesterday. Sometimes with all the content, we do have to try to really think like, where did I say this? So I had two teams this year, Mike, where I had one had 12 of the 23 first, and the other one had 10. And in the shit league, the shit OG league, I intentionally like moved picks where I could and moved young guys where I could to make a blend of both young talent with like star studs and even older guys, right? Some guys I've even missed on, like Cooper Cup. But I made intention to get rid of some of the young guys. I went and got Tyree Kill in that league, stuff like that. <clears throat> so I, I guess, and in, in the Arkham League, I intentionally did not really do a lot of that just to see. And and guess what? In Arkham, I missed the playoffs. Like, that's how different it can be sometimes. Uh, I was the seventh seed. So, reason I bring that up, I don't want to cop out. So, like, in theory, I want to make some moves like this where I'm taking some pick liquidity um, and getting into an asset that can be a hammer so that I can actually turn this team into one that's ready to go. But I'm going to give you this 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 thing here. And to Mike's point, I'm going to hold for now. And the the thing I'll ask you if you're still here to give me in the chat for context. Like, it, did this trade come to you or is this being something you're sending out or you're thinking about sending out? Because to me, the way I'm reading this, I feel like this trade came to you. And one thing I will tell you right now is when people come to buy your picks when you have a multitude, this is a hard, fast rule for me now. You can, again, play how you want to play and I'll help you coach coach it whatever way you want to do it but for me hard fast rule let's say i have four picks or more three picks or more for sure you come buying my picks in january what are you going to offer me in february what are you going to offer me in march (laughs) what are you going to offer me as the combine's hitting in its peak and we're right before the draft maybe he'll move tyreek hill maybe you won't get specifically tyreek hill you also don't have to specifically have tyreek hill to make some of these picks go into contending type assets right I think if this trade is coming to you, 
just even if you want to go get Tyree Kill and you're comfortable moving the 105 in, the difference in the 111 and the 208 have to come together. You can find a way to get more, I believe, than what you're getting here if this is the offer that was made to you personally. Yeah, one of the things too, like it's kind of a nice uh, corollary here where you <clears> talk about you had a ton of picks in the shit league, and there was a reason you built a monster squad this year, and it wasn't just on the picks, but it was the fact that you're the only game in town, really, when it came exactly. to the Exactly, that's, and that's what you I'm talking the, about. Yeah, finish that point. Great call, yeah. You were the only game in town. So, like, you got Tyreek Hill last year, May 18th, last year, right? Yep. So we brought, we had already done the rookie draft, May 18th. You got Kirk Cousins and Tyreek Hill, and you sent away George Pickens, Kenny Pickett, Zach Evans, and a second in 24. Because people were desperate for picks, and there was only one person to get them from, right? Right. You you made multiple deals where you got studs for cheap. Now, Nick Chubb ended up getting hurt, but you got Aaron Jones and Nick Chubb for three, like five four thirds. Yeah, four thirds, four thirds and a fourth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the clock. On the clock. That, sent was, that trade was sent to me, right? Yeah. And, and I, the reason I think that's so key to what you're talking about, Mike, right? You have 104, 105, and then 109, 110, 111. So you have five firsts in this class plus five seconds. So in a 12-team league, you have almost half of the first and second round. People, when they start to see that, as it becomes closer and closer to the draft and the peak happens, they'll do crazy stuff because they're like, man, I don't want this guy to get all these picks, right? Love that point. Great call, Mike. Think about this one. In May, too, you also got Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs probably kind of like Tyreek Hill right now versus you know where he was last year at the time, right? Don't do a one-for-one, but... Think about where Stefan Diggs was dynasty value and production-wise coming off of the uh, the 21 season, 22 season, heading into 23. But you got Lockett, Diggs, Allen, Gabe Davis, and Isaiah Pacheco. You sent away Lance, Charbonnet, QJ, two first and 24 and two seconds. Yeah, and those and and because I knew that that was you know that's Cody Rasterbader. Don't we'll go ahead and put it out there. But I had his picks and he knew it was time to rebuild. And all right. Come rebuild, but I'm gonna need I'm gonna need the iron, the iron stud. So yeah, leveraging, man. That's essentially what it is, right? If you have the ability to leverage, wait until you can. So um, for sure, for sure. All yeah, right, hold it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We got Mike. They're coming in hot and heavy, man. Let's go fast. Tyler, Tyler, what's up? Appreciate it. Twenty bucks. I'll give him one more, man. You know, really, really elevate that thing in here, man. Twelve team. Yeah, that's worth two. Start ten. Superflex one point seven five tight end premium. In a startup uh, round nine, Dak Watson, Lamb, DK, and Joku Diggs, Cup, Dobbs, um, 24, 107, 108, 111, and 3.25 first. What are you doing with these picks to address age receiver and running backs going after like Monty, maybe Swift, Connor Kamara? I'm not messing around with any of those running backs right now. I'm not messing around buying any running backs in this type of range for a while. For quite some time. Yeah, I'm probably going to pass on all running backs. Uh, I'm going to hold on to those picks and leverage them because, like we were just talking about, sometimes these deals just pop out of nowhere. Like People are like, ah, fuck, Aaron Jones? You got a couple thirds. Like I'll take a couple thirds for Aaron Jones. And all of a sudden, instead of spending draft capital right in a startup or moving anything now, moving any pieces now, Mm -hmm. you walk into similar or better production for even cheaper once you get outside of the startup and people aren't so locked into team building, right? Everybody, there you go. almost everybody, universally, okay? It's a 
what, 80%, 75%, whatever you want to say, 12 teams, 14 teams, most people go into the mindset of they're going to compete, right? They're thinking about, I got to fill this tight end spot. I got to fill this running back. I got to fill this quarterback. I usually have success, personally, when I go into startup, is doing shit like this and just taking the value when it falls to me, accumulate some draft picks, trade back, do some things like that, and then you come out of the startup and you go, this roster ain't so half bad. Now, if I can get some deals done out of the startup and make some moves here and there and sure this up and like kind of really make a, a strong contender coming into September but still have some flexibility in case it all goes to the shit, mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's the ideal situation. Now, sometimes that doesn't happen, though. Sometimes it's like people are so, you know, assholes are puckered and tight and they don't want to move anything and everybody thinks they're going to win a championship and I'm not moving this guy, yada, yada, yada. Perfect. Now I know that most people in my league are competing. So I take the Dax, the Watsons, the Lambs, the Jokus, like the stuff that you already have on your team, and I go, come get them, folks. Yeah. <laughs> come get them. I built with the 107, the 108, the 111. I got 325 first. Let me make this six. Let me make this seven. You know, let me get some 26 first while we're at it, folks. Like, just toss them in, and I'll go super dumpster fire rebuild. I don't care. But where you position yourself right now, don't don't ruin it, right? Don't don't try to reach or think that, ah, oh, you know, I'm a little weak here. It's January. You got a lot of time to make up. You got a lot of time for potential deals to happen, for people to get desperate, for people to get excited about, I don't know, whatever your 107 is going to be, whatever your 108 is going to be. And they might go, you know, I got some old aging vets. I really want this rookie, man. What can I, what, who do you want? <laughs> take him. You know, I really want Brock Bowers. I can't believe he fell to the 107. Here, you know, take, uh, you know, Tyreek Hill. <laughs> take this, you know, take uh, Jonathan Taylor's now available, man. I need that 108. I'll give you JT plus for the 108. Shit like that happens. So my, I would say patience. I will, I will say patience and I would, Tyler, you know, I saw Adam put the comment up here. If rookie picks are available, stay fluid, stay flexible, grab them up, right? Mm-hmm. You got second rounders, take them. Yeah. Uh, you're kind of at the point of the draft, too, where, like, third rounders are going to start going, the early thirds. I, I just doing, I'm doing two startups, one just finished, and I would say that I have this conversation every time I'm on the clock, right? Regardless of how I feel about a team, right? Team agnostic. If somebody sent me this deal and they were like, this or this 303 rookie pick, which would I rather have? Most times it's going to be the pick. Yeah. I would rather have that <laughs> flexibility. There's yeah. very few players where I go, yeah, you're right. Like I don't see a whole lot of downside by taking them. The upside could be amazing. I'm going to go ahead and take that because it could outweigh what that rookie pick could be or the flexibility. So, yeah, here's, stick with the rookie picks in my opinion. Here's the way I look at it, Tyler. So, to like – Really, to, be, to kind of clarify and be specific, okay? When I say right now, I'm definitely not buying these running backs before these draft picks have had a chance to really um, solidify peak values, first and foremost, okay? Now, the reason I say that, everything you're describing up here is in first-round value, first and foremost, right? 107, 108, 111. No, none of those picks even are – they're well ahead of any of the running backs you're talking about below. And even in volume, I'd rather have the player. Think about the format. 12 teams start 10. So you can have five starting wide receivers. Uh, You're probably looking at either a combination of um, three wide receivers, two flex, or two receivers and three flex, right? I'm building this thing out with the idea of getting the the wide receiver room really deep. Six, seven guys that I feel really good about. And even if I'm getting all the way up until the start of the year 
and you're talking about you, you you have to roll out week one guys that don't look the greatest at the running back position. That's okay. Like you, you, you can kind of patchwork together the running back spot in a start 10 and still be okay. Now, obviously, at a certain point, you'd like to address it and do it in a cheap manner. But look at what you have. The reason I say don't do it now, you got 325 first. Understand what 325 first can do at any point throughout the year next year, like early in the year, right before the season. If there's an opportunity to buy a, a difference maker at running back, you have all kinds of like opportunity to do that with those picks. I don't necessarily, to the point you're saying here, keep drafting rookie picks. You don't have to press the button on all of them. What I'm basically telling you is I'm not trying to um, move liquidity for these type of running back assets at any point right now, probably even during the draft, unless it's like that value that Mike just kind of told you. If someone's going to let you send like maybe a very late second for one of these guys or you get to the point where it's a bunch of thirds, okay, we can have a conversation. But Right now, I think you just hold, 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 draft these picks if you can't move them. If you can move them, move them for receivers. I, I, I don't really want to invest in this in this format at all, frankly, right now. I, I got this dilemma right now. I just popped on the clock, right? We're in the 21st round, end of the 21st round of a 14-team best ball startup. Okay. Right? So best ball kind of plays into the factor here too. But uh, the 409 would be the rookie pick I could select, or you know I have choices like Evan Hall, Alan Lazard, Eric Gray, Greg Dortch, Jameis Winston, like that kind of shit. We've kind of reached that point where we have that yin and yang in the draft, right? Like I hammered rookie picks so early that there's been a lot of vets that fall because people then go, shit, I don't have any rookie picks in the first or second round. So like the thirds start going a little bit higher than they should. The fourths, like people are trying to backfill for liquidity. So all of a sudden, like I'm sitting here and I'm having the debate, would I rather have the 409 in a 14 team super flex best ball league which you know what's that basically a fifth rounder <laughs> or would i rather have evan hole or a shot at like alan lazard maybe he bounces back with uh aaron Rodgers and could make a you know a lineup once or twice <laughs> like something like that that's kind of the conversation that you have to have with yourself and yeah. just for reference i'm i'm gonna just go shoot a shot here i'm gonna go ahead and take a take mr evan hole <laughs> There you go. Just <clears throat> JT's backup. Why not? T- Tyler, I hope that helped. By the way, he did say that he um, he kind of sent like a Godfather package. Uh, he sent three of his six twenty-five firsts um, for Lamb. So I get it, man. Like if you're trying to turn this thing around, uh, go get your guy sometimes. But <clears throat> and, and three firsts for him. He, he, you know, you're talking about Justin Jefferson type range that he's really in. I got no problem yeah. with it, man. If you if you kind of get all these picks, that's why you get all these picks so you can form the team you want to based on the. The startup, um, and not sorry, not the startup, the format type, right? By the way, Mike, uh, let's get you involved here and me. Mr. Wonderful says, well, first and foremost, let's do it. Let's do it right here. Mike, accept my offer in Shit Wars. Well, he's not going to do that, but I'll at least give you the second part of it. Absolutely. Adam, grade it. What do we got, Mike? <laughs> Reveal. Reveal. We're, same league. We want same the underwear drawer. W. We want to see the underwear drawer, man. Let's see what we got. Same league where he just uh, bent that dude over in front of us. He's going to give me Ryan Tannehill, A.J. Okay. Brown, okay, or as Fizzle would call him, Doo-Doo Brown, <laughs> the 25-3rd. Okay. And he wants me to send him my 25-1st and Drake London. Your 25-1st and Drake London. Yeah. Um, for he's going to give you back A.J. Brown, Ryan Tannehill, and a third, right? Yeah. <clears throat> my only question, I guess, is like, what does the Ryan Tannehill and the third have to do with anything? 
Nothing. We just throw some shit out there and see <laughs> if I've how much I've been drinking tonight. I think that's what his gameplay was. Yeah, that sounds like a hey, you know, look over here, right? Look over here. Right. Man, I mean Drake London, new offensive situation, and a first from Mike. It's a heavy price for a guy that uh, you know In a best did, didn't suit up. <clears throat> yeah. In a best ball league, he's trying to get this for the guy who's got the moniker the tear down king. I don't tear up, son. I well, I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, but he's he's trying to he's trying to you know he's trying to get slick with you. Like, hey, well, listen, you're you're tearing down. You're getting three pieces, bro. You're getting this third. You're getting this Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> I, I'll, um, Mister Wonderful, I'll tell you, I'll grade the trade by, like, I I kind of removed the um the excess, right? Like, some people, you know, when they when they look at like a piece of meat, they they kind of get rid of the fat. And some people are very into it. Some people want to just cut the fat off. Um, if you do that, you cut the fat off. These these things are not the same, okay? So, Mr. Wonderful, I hope that – I appreciate the super chat, by the way. Um, that was an easy, easy grade for me. Let's get to another super chat, man. People out here living. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate all the super chats. Appreciate all the Thanks, questions. Simon. <clears throat> appreciate appreciate Simon Joseph. Uh, by the way, people are in here, you know, don't trust someone with, with two first names. I, I trust them. Um, you guys speak for yourselves. I trust them now. All right. <clears throat> One uh, – Wait a second. Is that one and two first in 24 startup? Chase, 102, 104, 106, Pickens, Kirk, Deontay, Hollywood, Pop, Baker, Geno, Singletary, Connor, Moster, Zeke, Otten. Two extra future first. Oh, oh it's, it's one, out one, one, up, one out of two. One out of two. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah first. Two okay. So the second part here now. Sorry about that, Simon. The second part now. My first non-QB-centered uh, build. Probably going Marvin Harrison Jr., quarterback three, um, Bowers in the draft. But any combination of top six is good. Are there, do you have any ideas specifically? So 12-team super flex PPR, full tight end premium, um, full point tight end premium, start 10 lineup. Okay, let me pull up the first part again. All right, so, so he's got no quarterback. He started with Jamar Chase. Then he picked the 102. He's got the 104, the 106. <clears throat> Pickens, Kirk, Deontay, Hollywood, uh, Pop Douglas. Baker, Geno, Singletary. Okay. So he does have a couple quarterbacks. A couple yeah. quarterback. He's Baker, got, I think he's got pretty ba- safe. Geno, he's got Baker, we'll Geno, and Kirk. Uh, oh, Kirk, Kirk is uh, Christian Kirk. Christian right? Kirk, yes. Okay. Not so he's got Baker sense. and Geno. All right. So he's saying his idea, um, based on this, right, and it's a 12-team. first as well. 12-team Superflex PPR start 10 lineup. He's looking at taking Marvin Harrison Jr., whatever the quarterback three is, and then Bowers. Okay. Actually, I kind of like this, too, just with the way in case this trend of quarterback injuries and, like, these mid-quarterbacks getting pushed up because all the superstars have sucked or got hurt, uh, you just kind of roll out Baker. Uh, you roll out Geno for if he starts a whole season, great. If he only plays half the season because they draft a rookie or bring somebody else, great. <laughs> like, you, you get a little bit out of him. Um, you're going to get Marvin Harrison Jr. to pair with Jamar Chase. George Pickens is kind of nice. You have the 104 and 106, too, so there's potential that you actually get your second quarterback. It's just going to be a rookie, though, and you're mm-hmm. banking on, like, a Jaden Daniels having a great fantasy season type, which would be pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, but the rest of your team, too, then you're built with old running backs that nobody really gives a shit about, but they, they give production. Connor was awesome. Mostert was awesome. Uh, Zeke 
remains to be seen what he is, and you didn't invest a lot in tight end, and you have some future draft liquidity. I love this strategy, actually, like for doing a startup. Okay. Uh, I kind of did the same thing, right? Like I invested in Daniel Jones and Russell Wilson as my quarterbacks, you know, plus all the budget picks, and we'll see how that shit shakes out. And, you know, then you backfill with, you know, so-so running backs, and you just try to get by. Uh, But it gives you a lot of fluidity, a lot of liquidity to kind of move around the board, move amongst your league depending on how things shake out. So I really like it. And if you stick with that plan, right, don't panic. Don't, you know, roster watch your your team, you know, every single week going, oh, look at these fucking quarterbacks. They're terrible. (laughs) Just have some patience. I think it can work out because I saw a lot of teams build this way uh, through startups, Koopa being one of them, you know, in multiple leagues. And I'm going, fuck, man, he's got a strong-ass team, and his quarterbacks were dog shit. (laughs) They were terrible. Yeah. I mean, I, I think when I look at this, um, I, I, I agree with, I guess, the premise of it, okay, um, with what you're saying. I would just say b- just be a little open to, one, I mean, there's a very real scenario. I, I'm very curious to see how it goes. I think there's a very real scenario, unless you have insider info, that there's no chance. Like Marvin Harrison could end up going at 101. And now your plan, you might feel like, is throwing a, throwing a wrench. So I, I, I would kind of view this in – layers or what could happen with what you have if you don't move around um you know or you move picks around at certain points for me 102 and the reason this is so great to have 102 104 106 if you want to take marvin harrison so for example if caleb goes at one i'm taking marv if marv goes at one i'm taking caleb i think the reason it's such a big deal and so good for you is if you took caleb at 102 you're gonna have a very real chance to take malik neighbors at 104 which i'm not saying he's marvin harrison jr but I, I very much like Malik Neighbors, and you kind of get a similar thing, right? You get a better quarterback prospect. You still get a very high-end wide receiver in Neighbors. So I, I would say this. I think you're in a great spot. What your what your thought process is I don't think is wrong. I think you're on to something. But just be aware that you know anything's possible. person with one-on-one, even if you think he's going to take right. Caleb, might trade it ahead. Someone might jump up and take Marvin Harrison. So just be – I'd say just be fluid, right? But uh, I, I love where you're sitting. There's a real possibility you take what is looks like now a dog shit quarterback room, you know, with pretty good wide receivers with Chase and Pickens and Kirk and Deontay and Hollywood and Pop Douglas. You take that, and all of a sudden, just the way the board falls, like you said, maybe Marv goes one, so now you take Caleb at two, right? Maybe Malik Neighbors goes at three, and all of a sudden you're looking at 104. Fuck, I'm getting Caleb and Drake May, right? Like all of <laughs> right. a sudden my quarterback room went from Baker and Geno to like – Or Jaden Daniels, ba- right. Yeah, like, or Jane Daniels, if that's your dude. All of a sudden, you walk into two, like, really high upside quarterbacks that have a lot of appeal because they're on rookies and high draft picks and, you know, pretty damn good talents, if I if I could say say that, right? Caleb's amazing. <laughs> and and in that scenario? He's awesome. Jane Daniels has a lot of hype around him, and I think he'd be dynamic for fantasy. So, like, all of a sudden, you go into a pretty strong quarterback room. It just and happens to be youthful. And then in that scenario, right, the other thing I'm looking at is now – if that was to happen, let's say, okay, you end up getting one and two quarterbacks, let's just say in a scenario. All of a sudden at 106, I look at your team and it's like, man, what if Rome is a top 10 pick too? Like, do I just take Rome there? Because you have to basically ask yourself and understand your market. For me, in these type of formats, even where the tight end, pre- the tight end premium is really, really heavy, right? And so it's, it's double here, right? It's a full tight end. So it's two points per catch. Man, if I'm taking Brock, there's a real good chance that uh, Mike 
I'm trying to do it with the intention of moving because in a, in a format sure. like this, I'm looking to probably get a haul. So if you take, if you don't take Rome or you don't take another receiver that gets really high draft capital, maybe it's, I've seen Brian Thomas Jr. really getting some really high uh, draft capital in some of these mocks. He ends up being the guy that's top 10 or something. If you pass on him for a guy like Brock Bowers, I would probably be immediately seeing like, oh, holy crap, what can I get for Brock Bowers, right? When this hype really starts to hit a crescendo. So um, anyway, I guess that that's some ideas, Simon, right? Like I personally, if you're telling me you don't end up moving any of this stuff around, I'm going to try to uh, stay pretty fluid. I also think one thing to keep in mind, Mike, let me ask you your, your thing here, uh, your, your, your thoughts on this. I don't know, Simon, who has the 103. I might dangle 102 at 103. See what I can get for that, too. Um, yeah, just to see. Like, if you can get a pretty good haul, yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm doing, do I'm not looking to give it away by any means. I'm not looking to give the pick right. away, but you never know what somebody might give you. If, there, if someone's willing to give you, like, a total uh, – a free first in value to do that. Maybe, maybe it's something you consider. You'll end yeah. up having Jaden Daniels and, you know, Malik neighbors and an extra piece to go. Cause here's the one thing I want to mention to you, Simon, you say this with this two extra future first. So I'm kind of imagining this is 25. If you're able to somehow get an extra first, you, you get three first and you can throw three first at anybody. All of a sudden your quarterback room could be solved. You could buy, you can go buy someone legit. Um, where this whole team is now, holy crap, look at what he has, man. Jamar Chase, league neighbors, you know, he's got solid quarterback or solid wide receiver three and flexes. Just something to keep in mind. I'm not saying give a, give 102 away. I'm not looking to give it away, right. but I think there's a chance right. from 103 to 102, when you dangle that in front, someone might really pay up for a Marvin Harrison Jr. or for a Caleb Williams. Something to think about, right? Like they mm-hmm. carry a little bit more weight right now, uh, the way things stand, <clears> than maybe a Drake May. Or a Malik Neighbors or Jaden Daniels, even though exactly. I love exactly. them, I think it, I think it's a lot closer than people want to acknowledge. But you know, I can also acknowledge that those two seem like they're head and shoulders above everybody else. Yeah, and I, and what I, the reason I say that, I just explore it. I'm not looking to just move back to 103 to net you know a single second or something like that, but just see what it's going to get you. See how. A lot of I've seen a lot of people in this 103 spot. They're like, man, I don't want this 103. I wanted Caleb. Or I wanted Marvin Harrison Jr. You might be able to get something crazy off of them. So he things to keep in mind. Man. There's, there's another team's got the 101, 103, and 105. So oh, okay. They're so fighting kinda, each other. Oh, <laughs> well then here, here's a, if that's the case, Simon. That's where I say I say you definitely got to be fluid because everything you're doing and planning, that person's doing the same thing except for he's in front of you every time. So. Uh, right. I would I would definitely have a plan, um, kind of to to take the opposite side of what you think may come, right? Yeah, yeah. He says, "I love how y'all spend like ten minutes <laughs> fleshing out an answer. It's been a We're while thorough. since I popped in with y'all." Listen, you, you get what you pay for. Um, I don't know if that's actually true or not, but I like to say it. <laughs> Feels good. <laughs> Feels good. All right, man. Let's get into some some questions that are not super chats. By the way, you want to keep throwing super chats our way, we will give you every piece of the um, piece of the pie that we can figure out, man. So let's get into some of these. All right. Ethan says 12 teams, super flex PPR, no tight end premium. So it's four point per passing touchdown, one point per pick super flex lineup league. He's got Hertz. He's got Watson. He's got Javante Warren, uh, Jaden Reed. Um, he's got T Higgins, Sam Laporta, one oh one, one oh two, one oh three, one oh five. Wow. Would you move off of Hertz? Been getting offers like one oh one plus two oh two for Herbert or JJ. I'm not moving Jalen Hurts unless you 
absolutely just <clears throat> okay so he's getting 101 um offers like 101 plus 202 for herbert or jj so mm -hmm. he has th this one man mike would you let me ask you right now because would you trade would you trade marvin harrison jr in the 202 to go get justin jefferson i guess would be my question to you i think i actually would because it's a start nine i agree I think I, no I'm okay. Premium, so you know they're dog shit. Uh, they're terrible. Like, I think I'd, I'd be okay with that for for Justin Jefferson, not for for Herbert. Though I don't. Think I I'm good I with completely that. agree. Ethan, if I'm doing anything, I'm, I'll move off the 101 for Justin Jefferson. Yeah. And, the, and the other reason I say that I'm okay doing that, Mike, I'm gonna go get D Stud, the one that I think is the best, because I also, Mike, although I, let's say 101, like I, because I'm sitting now with 102, 103, and 105. What if 101 ends up being Caleb Williams? You get Marvin Harrison Jr. and you still get a quarterback. Yeah, I, I'm I'm doing that for sure. And yep. even if I even if I miss out on Marvin Harrison Jr., I'll take two quarterbacks right there. I'll take Caleb Williams, um, and then I'll take. It took you know, me a minute to process this one, but I think that's a slam dunk, right? Look yeah. at the format, everything considered. Yep. I know I know they're going to increase in value, but Jesus, like I don't think it's going to go that much higher. Uh, no, there, it may. It there's may. Maybe some people are doing that shit straight up, but. Uh, I just I take the win here, uh, especially for Jefferson. Uh, don't do this for Herbert. I would say that I I, I would pass on the Herbert part. The the, the exceptions I think Mike let, just let's kind of put some parameters on it. Like and for me when I look at it and think about it, I would say if I'm getting off of 101, 102 type picks especially, like I'm getting the premier player at the positions. Um, if I'm gonna do that, and it's probably gonna be a Justin Jefferson or I'm getting into the elite elite tier of quarterback. If I can do that, if I can get, if you want to did this and you really, really are strong on CD, I can understand it. But again, that's the thing. If I'm getting off of those picks to get into solidified slam dunk assets like that, Mike, I'm with you. Yeah. And to the first part, don't, don't sell hurts, man. It was a bad offensive year with a terrible offense coordinator. And that dude was still a warp God at the, uh, the quarterback position right behind Josh Allen, who's amazing. And probably should be everybody's one hundred and one, no question. But your one hundred and two conversation starts with Jalen Hurts. Right? Yeah, like it, that's yeah. where it should start. I don't give a fuck about the playoff game or how it ended. The dude had a fucked up finger, and uh, Brian Johnson can't call anything but bubble screens to save his life. Yeah. And he had no plan for the blitz, which was awesome to see. Like, not our blitz, not the blitz of South Harmon, but the actual NFL blitz. Not the I mean, video to be, game either. To be fair. Um... You know, whether it's the NFL blitz, it's the actual NFL having a blitz at you, or it's our blitz. They're all they're all tough to plan for. Um, let's call it what it is, man. You know? I'm shocked that dude is getting coaching interviews, right? Who Why? the fuck? Who the fuck was like, yeah, let's go interview that Eagles offense coordinator. We like we like what he did this year. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, Good Mike. Luck. You know, if you if you're someone if you're someone that can compartmentalize and be like, man, this team was ten and one, looked like the best team in the NFL. Look what he was doing during that time. I, I, I'm I'm just trying here as hard as I can. Look at Matt Dennis, man. What's uh, up, Matt? Matt we'll raise him up, buddy. It's funny. I just pour, I just poured up. Let's get it. He saw you. Mm. He was like, "Gotta make sure you finish that glass." Ooh. I just switched. Uh, I just switched the Elijah Craig. So. Different, different hit, and that's uh, ninety-four proof, buddy. Let's just say that Let's Sting, go. stings the nostrils. Just don't pee on your floor. I'm not gonna do that. However, I've heard it's a cool thing. I also heard it's cool to pee out of the window <laughs> at times. So, um, if you know, you know. 
<laughs> All right. Let's so, get to other who are we most worried about in 24? 24 class? Um, who are you most worried about in 24? To who do you think has the biggest rise that people won't see coming in 24? Are we talking, Matt, give us clarity. Are we talking rookies or just like the 24 the season? Whole thing in general. Yeah. Yeah. You, you let us know which one it is. Let's type in the chat there. Uh, let's go with let's start specific. with rookies. Let's start with rookies for now. As we oh fuck! This. It was a ten dollars super chat. I'll answer both parts. Yeah, we can do both. Rookies. There you go. Uh, I listen. Uh, I acknowledge the fact Brock Bowers is pretty awesome, but that would be the one I'm most worried about, right? I think a lot of people are going to put their eggs in this rookie tight end basket. The same Laporta feels. We've already seen the downside. You're wearing the fucking jersey of a guy we've seen the downside of. Like what happens? That would be the one I'd be most worried about, and I think people would make a big mistake investing too high of draft capital in it um that would be the one and the one that people don't see coming it's kind of hard because adam you you've talked about it like this fucking guy like just every single week right and somebody puts out a mock draft like dan brugler shane shane hallam right like one of these yeah. people who are in the know and pretty damn good at it buddy i was so much happier when nobody knew who the fuck brian thomas was right like everybody was excited about buddy, the leak neighbor yeah those those brian thomas jr um you know hideout days are kind of already uh, like it's early in the process and people are going to get pretty familiar right and i didn't think i'd be in on this guy and uh you know i kind of laughed and chuckled when i saw the tweets earlier in the year and you know i'm like uh that's just you know this account <laughs> being that account but adam Christian hooked me up, man. Got some old 22 film. You know, been doing a little studying. And the first one I went to go look at, because I had to find out for myself if these oh, people are fucking no. crazy. Oh, no. Lad fucking McCockney is that dude. Oh, yeah? I was just... I, I was Lad just, fucking McCockney <laughs> might be that fucking dude, man. I like him. It's funny. I was just in America's Game saying, like, I do like him, but I kind of I kind of see him as a... I, not really super tremendous high upside. So I'd be curious to see if you don't, if you think that's different. Um, you're not going to like what I say on America's game. Oh, oh, I'll have to check that one out tomorrow. Although, although yeah, to be, to be boy, completely honest, I don't, right. I don't have all 22 film, you know, some of us just we, are, we, are we keeping it to the, ourselves. Uh, I can, I can, we see, can put you know? the Julian Edelman uh, stereotype to bed. That boy can, can move. And I would imagine he's going to have a pretty good combine. Uh, I know people are high on him. Right. Um, so yeah. Yeah. He can he can move he can run routes with the best of them, uh, not just a Hunter Renfro type. But that boy's oh, that's too funny. Too. That was the name I used too. Oh, that's amazing. That uh, he's got some speed. Fantastic. Man. He he would dust Hunter Renfro twice. I don't even 40. I don't even doubt that. By the way, I've just I was more comping to like uh, upside and fantasy. But yeah, I, I swear to God, I, I'm pretty sure if you lined him and Hunter Renfro up together and had him run a forty, I mean, you could ha- you could Hunter could run the forty and you'd have Lad run the sixty and he'd still beat him. To be fair, I mean Hunter Renfro. <laughs> let, let's not act like Hunter Renfro. The forty yard dash would be one of the things you're going to say. Hunter Renfro is going to be the worst. Well, like, like, we all we all know that's bot. yeah. He ain't he he didn't come in here being a uh, a forty yard guy. I get yeah, it. I thought people were crazy earlier with the Lad McCockney thing, and a lot of it's Georgia and their offense, and they're not like super high flying, and they don't throw the football a ton, and it was kind of like well, they're going to run the football, and Brock Bowers is going to be. But I was impressed watching what I did of Lad, and I was impressed watching Carson Beck throw the fucking football too. <clears throat> like that's a guy for twenty five. Just to keep in mind at the quarterback position. So, okay, uh, so that's probably your deep dive. Uh, but yeah, Brian Thomas is my OG, my OG like. Guys so, need to know who he is. So wait, so wait. What's the? Who are you worried about the most in twenty four, and who's the biggest uh, rise? So rise, you have his lad. 
Yeah, I'm going to go final answer, lad. The one I'm worried about the most is Brock. We'll stick with Georgia here. <clears throat> okay. I think people are interesting. playing a dangerous game with Brock Bowers. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Um, why do you say that? Like, is it in is it in just production relative to what it means in warp, or is it? Is that, I'm assuming that's right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yep. Fair. Yep. And, I'll be interested. We, we saw with Kyle Pitts, like this is goes to a bad situation, and the situation gets worse. All of a sudden, like you're so damn quarterback dependent that you know people really start going, "Well, you had a great rookie year, but fuck, like I don't really have interest in Kyle Pitts right now. I just uh, I'll stick with Evan Ingram." <laughs> Which is actually the smart play. Okay. Um, let's see. So, I'll tell you, Mike, I'm very high on Keon Coleman. But uh, Keon Coleman, for me, has been a guy I think you and I are both pretty in on. <sighs> right now, you asked me this specific question right now. Mike, I, I'm still probably going to take plenty of Keon. Um, especially if this, what some of the... Um, people are saying out there happens and he slides in, in super flex mocks and in real drafts. But it also is making me feel like, what do I not, what am I not seeing? Like, I honestly, I'm a little worried because I know I'm biasedly in on Keon Coleman. And there's a lot of people that are telling me that they don't necessarily see it. And, um, the draft capital is not a sure thing when you look at a lot of mocks. So I would say right now to answer the question, like from a standpoint of where I personally am versus, who I'm worried about for my own bias, I think Keon Coleman's that guy because, like I I know I know factually, Mike. Right now, if you told me with what the information I had today is and just where I'm at, I'm probably drafting Keon Coleman way before a lot of people are. So that makes yeah. me worried. Um, That's a good one. That's a good <clears> one. Um, as far as the biggest rise that people won't see coming, man, the Brian Thomas one was going to probably be the one, but you can't say that anymore, right? Um, yeah ruined forever i don't know um because in the other hard part with like i was i would like to say braylon allen but people have seen it come in and the running backs i don't think you can really say that because until you know what the opportunity workload is in front of them so i'm not going to put him out there either i'll tell you who i'm going to take then i'm going to take uh, jatavian sanders i don't know how much people do say or think about him but discount J- discount with jatavian sanders probably going to round two with a lot of upside athleticism Maybe not going to be Brock Bowers, but Brock Bowers light or something like that, production-wise, at a bigger discount. That's, I'll say, Jatavian Sanders for me. You just got me to make the uh, Christian Bale uh, American Psycho face, right? Like the, ooh. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Let's go, man. That's a good one. That's a good one. I like that one. All right. We got Mike super chatting. Mike. Hey, look at me. I can multitask. Look at this guy, huh? <laughs> one out of two. Ten-team super flex. Start ten lineup. All right, so we got Mahomes, Kyler, Ramondre, Javante, uh, Jefferson, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Nico, Deontay, Judy, Pop, and and Joku. I have the 102, the 110, the 210, the 310, and 225 first. Okay, second part. League mate has 101 and 103. Thinking he might go uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. at the 101, then QB at the 103. I'd like to get another receiver, given my strong quarterback room thoughts. All right, back yeah, I would say be, I would say because it's a ten team either way. Not even if that was kind of your your goal, but even if I didn't have a strong quarterback room because it's a ten team, I think I'm a lot more interested in taking like a Malik Neighbors at 103 than I ever would be like Jaden Daniels or Drake May. Hundred um, percent. Like man. I, I think that was probably the play that I would have done either way. Now with your situation, I think it's a thousand percent like the way you go. 
Like, yeah. If you do, if he does go Marvin Harrison at the uh, the one hundred and one, then it's like, yeah, okay. Uh, one hundred and two, I'm probably looking at it going. Feels early for people, um, but like I'm gonna put the pick on the block and see if we get some feelers, see if anybody really wanted Caleb. But if they don't, shit, I might forego Caleb Williams and just take Malik Neighbors. Now you could also try to trade down to the one hundred and three and see what happens there as well. But I'll, I'll be honest, in a ten-team start ten lineup where you have Mahomes and Kyler. Knowing that like the quarterback scarcity doesn't allow you to leverage away, um, and you may have a hard time getting out of Mahomes for like you know any type of haul because it's ten team. Other people can solve their quarterback uh, situations easier. I think this is slam dunk Malik Neighbors unless unless there's some other receiver that comes about. Like if it's if Rome somehow is like top four pick or five pick somehow, and Neighbors isn't, and that's your guy. I'm, I'm taking receiver here though, Mike. I'm taking Neighbors personally. Right now, with everything I know today, I definitely yeah, would start, go get I'd that start receiver. Wor- I'd start working on that manager who's got the 101 and the 103 <clears> and <throat> yep. start working on his 103 and see if he wants to swap. And, you know, if you can finagle, I don't know, maybe make that 110 a little bit better or, you know, <laughs> trade the 110 for his 25 first, you know, just outright, something in that range. Like, that's kind of what I would do, you know, kind of for the, the package or whatever. So. <laughs> I think I'd probably get started on that right now. Uh, that way you don't really have to make that decision, right? Like neighbors just kind of, f- that's the pick, cold-blooded. You don't have to go neighbors or Caleb, like what do I do with it? I mean, as long as, long as you can confidently say that they don't, he doesn't jump up and take them both. Um, like if you, if, you, if you feel like very strongly at 103 is going to take quarterback and you can tell like, hey, he wants Caleb or something like that, I'm very into what Mike's doing. I would agree. But – what I don't really want to do is move back to 103 for him to take Marvin Harrison Jr. and Malik Neighbors, and now I'm like, oh, shit, Caleb's on the board. I can't really say no, but I don't really want Caleb Williams because I can't leverage him, and now i got Mahomes, Kyler, and, and uh, Caleb. So that's that's one of those things where you have to know your league mate and your league. So to Mike's point, if you can get that done, if you feel like at 103 he's going to take quarterback and you want to help him say, hey, here, you can have Marvin Harrison Jr. and Caleb Williams, and you know that's what he's going to do, go ahead and get that little extra plus. But just be careful about that. Yep. Um, okay, let's see what we got, Mike. Man, Super Chats are coming in hot and heavy today. Not mad at it at all, but now I'm trying to like get back to the other questions that I have started, figure out where they're at. Okay, I have the 103 and the 105 in Superflex, and I want a quarterback and a wide receiver. Okay. Should you take neighbors at three and get whichever quarterback at five? The good news about it for most people when we answer these, their their drafts are post-NFL, right? Mm-hmm. Right for for a lot of us uh, patrons because I'm an asshole and uh, you know I make all of our new leagues pre NFL draft right early April we're doing this you do run into those situations and it has happened multiple times right where quarterbacks don't get the draft capital or they don't get as good of draft <coughs> capital as we thought right or they don't even go in the first fucking round at all right yep <laughs> and all of a sudden that 105 where you're like yeah I'm Michael Penix or you know, so-and-so like this, this guy is definitely going in the first round. Nope. Fuck no, they didn't. Just a burnt, wasted pick. But uh, for most people, it's after, so you'll know. Um, so just hypothetically thinking, uh, saying at the time, right? Um, you need a quarterback, you need a running back or a wide receiver. I think me personally, Neighbors is awesome, but I also think Adunze is awesome. I think Keon Coleman's awesome. I think Brian Thomas is awesome. I think Troy Franklin is awesome. I would probably just go with the sure thing 
and take the quarterback at three and then take the wide receiver at five. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I'll say it this way. Like right now with what I know, and if, you, and if you're going to have um, this NFL draft first, if this is a post-NFL draft super flex um, draft for you, Michael, I'll I put it this way. You'll know pretty clearly because the way I'm looking at this right now in what most people are assuming is we're going to have the combination of Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels locked in, right? And we're going to now have Marvin Harrison Jr. and Malik Neighbors going to the top 10. So if you know that today, like if you're guaranteed that, fine, you can do this. I think this is not a problem because you'll at 105 get either Drake May or Jaden Daniels um, in some, some way, shape, or form. However, I'll just ask you this. Like if you knew for a fact that Jaden Daniels and that athleticism that he possesses is a top eight pick. Like, for example, one of the mocks uh, that we did today had him going eight to Atlanta. Like, if you're telling me he's surrounded by all those skill players and all that, like, are you really confidently going to, like, pass on Jaden Daniels in that situation? Right? Like, I, I I would stay flexible to what you have. Because right now, what I tell you today on January 17th, I wouldn't Jay lock in. I wouldn't lock in. I just wouldn't lock into that today. <clears throat> um, sure. You have so much time. So, also keep in mind too, people are going to probably come hollering at these picks at, at points throughout. Like, don't even lock in that you have a player on your team yet. Like, have yourself a plan. Think about different ways it could play out. But be prepared if someone comes hollering at this one hundred three because Jaden Daniels does go to Atlanta. I'll take. I'll maybe I get my receiver that way. Maybe I get rid of one hundred three for Jaden Daniels, and I'm getting myself into some crazy high end like asset at receiver. Maybe I can go get Amon Ross St. Brown with that pick now, right? So I'd stay fluid. That's my, my answer to the question. I tell you what, man, people aren't trying to see us go see those uh, questions all the way at the beginning, buddy. <clears throat> we got Jen Stahl with a super chat. Jen, appreciate it. One out of two. Um, type in the second one still. Trade T-Law, the 102, the 105 for the 101 and Burrow. Mm, okay, this is uh, so here. Let's get let's get all the juice out. Ten team super flex start ten. All right. So I also have one hundred four, three hundred two, and three hundred three. I have Stroud, T Law, Chase, Garrett Wilson, Alave, Nico, Deontay Johnson, JSN, Singletary, Chandler, Charbonnet, Roshan, McBride. Um, back to the question: Would you trade T Law one hundred two, one hundred five for one hundred one and Burrow? I think I would, Mike. I am with you. I will upgrade to Burrow. Now, granted, quarterbacks don't matter as much <laughs> in 10 teams. Yeah. Um, but still, like I'd much rather have Burrow on my team than Trevor Lawrence at this point. Mm. I do get the pick upgrade, which allows mm. me to take Marvin Harrison Jr., not worried about getting sniped. And it cost me the 105, which is a great pick. But the T-Law to like Burrow upgrade, is, that 105 almost pays for it right there, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, just for the certainty the production uh not a whole lot of risk <laughs> and then the 102 to the 101 that's also a massive like upgrade in my opinion in this format um right. i love picking <laughs> second you know in 12 team or 14 team leagues and making other people decide what they want to do but 10 team like i'm pretty locked in that marv would be my pick at the 101 like big big no time. question about it big time so, and i think i think because it's it's also right you, you just highlighted this 10 team Start 10, right? So it's really about juicing up these starters. Mike, I got a chance to go in with Jamar Chase, Garrett Wilson, Marvin Harrison Jr., Alave. Like, that's what you want to do. You want to really juice up those guys. 
and you having a super flex league now, Stroud and Burrow. Like I know that in the ten team that you don't have to have studs, but you have a chance to really beat people out even in ten team with having those two great quarterbacks. Um, you still want the warp difference makers. Just understand that you can't have like there's no reason to try to leverage out the middling quarterbacks in this format, right? Like the high end right. ones still can matter. So I th- I think I'm a hundred percent in on this, Jen. Do that trade. Go get that W. I also get the Burrow like and Chase stack. That's a good call too, Jen. Good call too. Go stack that. That's By the way, we've we've actually, there. you can see. I, I remember being on a team where, Mike, I didn't even have to watch the four o'clocks. I'd lost the championship because of that Burrow and Chase stack. So, <laughs> go get go get yourself a title. All right. By the way, Mike, they're just coming in. We appreciate everybody being here. Brad. Super chat, Brad. Brad O A Z. Great show. I drink to that one too. Ah, uh, yeah. Me too. Cheers. Mm-mm-mm. 12 team super flex ppr start 10 must start two tight ends uh 1.5 tight end premium okay got Bijan, kyron chase garrett wilson mark andrews i have the 101 two three four five six holy shit for real 101 two three four five six no seven i got eight nine no 10 11 no 12 and the 203 204 205 and 207 I also have two twenty-five first. I'm considering drafting the first six at least. Thoughts, Mike? This is a uh, yeah. This is a good one. This is a good one where. Well, you you tell me what you tell uh, Brad what you think. A lot of people too, like uh, you're you're gonna see this right. It goes on on Twitter and X all the time. Um, you know, I get comments on it when I post like my draft board and I have all these picks, or I post like something. They're like, people always say, "Ah, oh, yeah." <laughs> You're going to miss on some of these. And Adam and I have done a show where we went back through, what, four, five draft classes mm-hmm. in the past. And just from one year to the next, how big did you miss? How many hits <clears throat> were there? How many just lost value, like yep. total? The reality is from year to year, at least amongst rookie classes, not a lot of first-round picks just dump value, right? Like, all right, think about Dalton Kincaid. Probably still holding about the same value he did where you drafted him last year, right? Now, we could say Quentin Johnson lost value. Done, right? Like, that was bad, okay? But how many of those other guys? Zay Flowers? Gain value. Drew yep. Madison? Gain value. Jackson Smith and Jigba? Holding value. C.J. Stroud? Massive gain. Bryce Young? Lost value, but I think if you were to tell me, like, would you rather have Bryce Young or the 109 in this class? Fuck. Bryce Young, probably? Yeah. Yeah. You're still within the first round. Not a lot of misses. So... People will tell you, you got to get rid of these picks. I'm telling you that if I have all these, I'm exploring what the options are. Um, like we talked about with the earlier Super Chat with Adam's team in the uh, the OG Shit League. Like sometimes, <clears throat> because you have all this leverage, you're going to get dynamite fucking deals. Like yeah. dynamite. Like ones yeah. that you can't say no to. Take those. But if you don't, and people are like, I want to <clears throat> see you make these picks, you're going to fuck them up. Reminder, you're going to make these picks in May, early May. You know, maybe June if that's how late your rookie draft is. You still got months. You got months of these dudes being out there having rookie hype, rookie minicamp, training camp highlights. Like that shit we talk about nonstop because there's nothing else going on. So even though like the general thinking is, and I've fallen victim to this too, like once you make the pick, it goes down in value. Not always the case. Sometimes once you make that pick, then I'm going to see this dude make a one-handed catch in fucking late July, early August. And people are going to skyrocket him. Puka Nakua did not lose value once you made that pick in the fourth round in May. 
or the fifth round in May. Fuck, he was a free agent. He started to gain value in August mm-hmm. when Debro was on his shit. Just like, hey, Puka, <laughs> Puka. Like they're talking glowingly about Puka, right? This is the kind of shit that happens with rookies. So most times, more than not, unless it's like the Travis Etienne situation where that fucking guy breaks his foot, you know, at the start of trading camp, and then we're like, ah, oh, fuck, <laughs> you know, like now that's a burnt pick. Most times these guys are going to gain a little bit of value. So you don't really have to worry too much, but definitely explore and see if deals are there. And you got a <clears throat> fucking haul. A now, haul, Brad. So, so Brad, he, he, here is the, uh, the way I'm going to look at this, and I, I, I can speak from experience in this, also knowing your format, okay? When I get, if I'm getting out of these picks, and I'll be honest with you, like I'm considering drafting all the first six at least. There's not a problem with that at all for me. And even when you draft them, understand every single one of those players now technically has probably lost a little value once you press the button. But because you still have the culmination of them, it's not as big of a deal because you can trade any single one of those players. Um, This is the way I look at this. In a format like this, like if you go into this season, okay, because just just think about this for a second, everybody, Mike, you can write, write with this. If you go in with this team, so you'll have Marvin Harrison Jr., you'll have Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, you'll have Malik Neighbors, um, you know, you'll probably have Brock Bowers. Uh, with the two tight ends, you'll have Brock Bowers and Mark Andrews now, right? Now, I can sit here and tell you, if you do that, like, yeah, that, that, seems, that team sounds pretty freaking sweet, man. The one thing that you can say right now that sounds good, I don't know, though, that this season going into the 24 season that as great as that team is that you're going to beat two or three teams in your league if you go into it with that so if I'm going to move some of these players and picks um, essentially right I'm looking at the 101 as picks for now but they'll become players like you're talking about drafting the first six can I get into the assets that are ridiculously different can I get into Jefferson can I get into CJ Stroud can I get into difference makers, right? If I have the ability to get off of some of the potential misses for like locked and loaded absolute studs and I'm not doing it at a premium because I have so much liquidity, like that I think is where you basically, when you have this type of high-end asset value, if you want to secure some safe, like high-end studs, you know, if you can get into Amonrise, if you can get into CD Lambs, if you can get into Justin Jefferson's, if you can get into Josh Allen's and stuff like that, that's that's the exception. I, I have no problem leaving with all first of the six, but can I get into those guys? Is there a chance maybe I can send the 106 for Tyreek Hill straight up in this format? Like, can I do that, or can I send one of my? Can I send 106 and 207 for Tyreek Hill? Right, like. Those are the exceptions. I, I think because you have so much leverage, kind of think about where you want the team to be and understand because you have so much leverage, you might be able to get some things done um, by getting rid of one of these six picks. Just don't do it without a reason to really like solidify secured high-end value, I guess is the way I'd best say that. Yeah. I'm with it, man. I'm with it. <clears throat> um, so anyway, I, I, I hope, I love that though. I hope that for the thoughts. Like, that helps you. You didn't have to pay twenty dollars to show this thing off. To he me. did. Like, that, that's a, that's a hell of a flex. That's a hell of a flex. A and Mona Lisa. Brad, if I had, if I you know, <laughs> listen, I didn't have to do twenty dollars super chat on my own show because I I'll just tell you. But 
if I was gonna go do that on someone else's show, I'd drop a twenty dollars super chat like here. I'm this is this is part of my winnings that I'm gonna have. So here, you can have some this of this. This is the too, kind of dynasty know? roster when I go to bed, like I dream about it. You oh know yeah, what I mean like yeah. Oh, well, I just wait. Well, and Mike, that's what will happen if this is me, if this is Brad. And there's also there's eleven other people in this league that are they're having nightmares about this, right? They're they're having the same problem on the other end. Oh no! Change your name to Rent Free in that league because everybody thinking about you. <laughs> How we gonna eat, man? Fifty back around. <clears throat> All right, that's old Cheeky. school, man. That's old school. You like that? that? All right, Cheeky Hobson. By the way, join the Patreon today. Um, Cheeky found y'all through Scott Connor. Uh, appreciate joining. Join the Patreon tonight. Is there an episode that best describes how to use Best Ball spreadsheet during a draft? Ooh. So, so this one was, uh, you know, I was looking here while Adam was, uh, was talking um, and trying to figure it out. Um, so back in our old uh, Destination Devi days, 40 chess days, um, I sent this tweet out June 25th. 2022 adam and i know we did an episode shortly after that because it was such a polarizing tweet that's where i took you know kyle pitts and Devonte smith and i teared down into what people considered a bunch of shitters yeah for best ball <laughs> yep. and i did it based on the spike week consistency week sheet right like figuring out uh or, or trying to figure out exactly um how many times like a player would enter your lineup on a given basis and the value of depth versus names in a, in a best ball league. Mm-hmm. So the best answer I can give you, Cheeky, is I don't know the exact number, but if you kind of go back and you look around that date for podcasts on the Destination Devi feed, there's a 4D chess episode. I don't know exactly what it's titled, but uh, I would check like early July of 22 because we dove pretty in-depth about it, and that was kind of <laughs> the revelation where the uh, the best ball strategy started to come from, right? A little bit ahead of its time at the, you know, because people fucking roasted me for trading away Kyle Pitts, man. And before that, in the same league, I traded away Jonathan Taylor. And lo and behold, uh, both those strategies worked out because I dog-walked the fuck out of that league. I actually dog-walked that league two years in a row, all stemming yeah. from those trades <laughs> back-to-back. I'm trying, to, shit, son. I'm trying to remember, Mike, there was a 23 episode. So um, – when we got when we had the updated spreadsheet, I remember vividly doing a, a show. I'll be honest, cheeky, I, you're in the patron, so I can get it to you. I'm not going to be able to give you the episode specifically right now, um, but I can I can dig it up and find it because I, I'll tell you and everyone that's here. Um, by the way, we have you know 90 people basically in between uh, X and YouTube. Hour 18 minutes in, oh, a lot of super chat love, so we appreciate everyone here. I'll give this to everybody since cheeky's putting it out there. If you go look at like the the spreadsheet, okay, I'll give you some episodes to go look at later. But when you look at it, you're looking at spike weeks and consistency weeks, right? And you're trying to find a blend. I think really the best way I can highlight in best ball, Mike, you can uh, speak to this if you're different on this, but I think you're pretty similar. You're looking for a great culmination of making sure you have as much depth as you can with the consistent weeks. But the real blend where you can really like destroy the league is when you have a, a healthy blend of that paired with several options that can spike. Now, <clears throat> one thing to think about, different positions are, are different. In best ball, you want to make sure you have some running backs and quite a few of them that can actually that are seen a good majority of snaps. Like in a lineup league, you can basically fade running back into oblivion. Where in best ball, you don't want to necessarily do that as much with running backs that don't have opportunities. Wide receivers, if you look, there tends to be a pretty big um, like corollary where 
if you look at wide receivers that are really, really different and special, their quarterback doesn't really necessarily matter as much, right? But if you look at what tends to be guys that have multiple chances at spike weeks and better consistency weeks versus not, when you think about some great receivers that have some like high dynasty value, but they have a mediocre or a shitty quarterback, like in best ball, you'll see that their consistency weeks may be there, but their spikes aren't. But the guys that are really, really hitting is if you can find a solid receiver in a great offense attached to a good quarterback, those, whether it's going to cost you a lot or not, those are the ones you want to try to chase. So um, I, I think that would be kind of some of the thoughts I have on the best ball spreadsheet and the way I look at it. But um, every year you'll see different things. You know, you saw some quarterbacks two, three years ago that meant a shit ton, right? They absolutely hammered you in right. spike weeks. And this year wasn't necessarily the case. So some of it's just understanding team building, but that's some of the way I, I'd like to use it. It's become a thing too. Like you pair that with warp and now you get a true kind of mm-hmm. visual of your league. So mm-hmm. just uh just example on the, the spike week consistency week, like at least at the tight end position, uh, Travis Kelsey, right? I had seven spikes, 11 weeks. He was above average for, for a tight end. Now, when I build a best ball roster, like, yes, do I want the spikes? The spikes help me win weeks. But I also kind of understand with Warp that tight ends don't really matter. So if I can get anything that's just above average or can come close to matching what Travis Kelsey, what somebody had to pay for Travis Kelsey, what they spent in startup capital or in a trade or whatever on Travis Kelsey, if I come close and, like, match that just on above average weeks, like, because of the Warp difference, they're fucked, right? Like, I can focus on other things, right? Like, that's how I'm just trying to hold serve, essentially, and that's kind of how I use it. So a good example, like, I gave you Travis Kelsey's things, but Cole Komet had 11 above average weeks, right? Like, he held serve on the consistent part of it. Didn't spike as much as Travis Kelsey, but then you go to warp and you're like, man, there's not much difference between these two. Cole Komet was pretty damn close to Travis Kelsey, even though he spiked a lot more. Right. Well, that's all I'm trying to get at trying to hold serve at certain positions and then other positions i'm just gonna you know dominate you and beat the shit out of you because the positions that really are warp advantages those are the dudes that i'm trying to get those massive spikes from yeah and i think in best ball cheeky like the roster construction is a very big big thing warp will obviously give you if you look at warp um the chart in there you'll see like ideas that they're going to give you relative to the league i think really though the way that you can look at it is I'm looking to stay in ranges. So for the running back position for roster construction, like if I'm looking at, let's say in this league, I need to have six to eight running backs. I want to make sure my, I'd rather have like a like six that are really going to be in that top 40 range. Cause you can kind of see in the top 40 ish, how there's, you know, guys that are actually going to matter. They're going to be some consistency weeks and some, a handful of spikes. When you get past that, a lot of times, like, these guys don't have workload. So you can still try to try to add those people through waivers when they get a chance to if they become available. But I don't I'd rather roster six guys like that than rostering eight guys that have shitty workloads or, you know, barely getting 40-50% of snaps and you're kind of just hoping for a touchdown weekly. So I I kind of like to look at the consistency um spike week chart in a blend with warp again for that and knowing okay, if I need to get to this number what should that number really look like and what am I counting as a part of that number versus freebies I'm trying to add throughout the yeah. year? When we did it with uh, with Scott, the roster construction series for best ball, that was exactly what I was looking at, uh, trying to just get some arbitrary cutoffs. You know what I mean? Like some, all right, man, like exactly. down to tight end, you know, 17, 
Like you get this number of consistent weeks, you know, that's kind of where I want to keep my tight end range or exactly you know, like what the baseline is. You know, I don't want to go build a, you know, bunch of tight end sixties on the, the best ball weeks because fuck, I'm only getting one consistent week out of them. They Maybe don't matter. a spike if I'm lucky. <laughs> like, yep. no, the, fuck those guys. But especially at, like, running back, right? Like, we could give those cutoff points where, like, this is kind of the range of running backs I want to stay in for roster construction on the ones that matter. Now, when you get to the cuttable, like, the, the replaceable level, who gives a shit? And you'll find out that in best ball, especially, the replaceable level usually means you're replacing it with just any fucking tight end, right? <laughs> exactly. Just catch yep. a touchdown a fall in the end zone. That's all I need. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just fucking do something. Catch one pass for a touchdown, buddy. That's all I want from you. So. And, and sometimes understand, I think the other thing to do is understand if you do have a weakness, right? Let's say tight end is the one where you decide to go and weak at, which is, I tell you, probably that's the one to do. You'll have a chance to. It may not feel the greatest, but you'll have a chance to add guys like Tanner Hudson and plenty of opportunities throughout the year to track who's getting snap share, who's not. Uh, what's the guy from the Dolphins, Mike? You said it, called him three different names. Um, Julian Hill. Julian Hill, thank you. Julian Hill, yeah. You'll have a chance to like kind of address weaknesses or spots where you haven't really filled out your roster construction throughout the season if you're really paying attention. So. Understand, I think that that's the best way I could probably highlight the entirety there. Cody went back and found it, too. He got the episode name and everything. There we go. There we go. See, look at this, man. Look at this. Um, Sleepy Cody coming through, man. Uh, uh, Mike, July, of July 22, 22 best, ball best ball body bag. There you go. Got it, there you man. go, man. That's some digging. Some yeah, and he right g- he even gives some context, right? Mike got bodied on Twitter for some major down tears he made. Let's give him a chance to explain himself. I, well, I think the point of – and Mike even admitted when he made some of these trades, he probably could have shopped a little harder to get some extra. But for sure, there was a spiciness to, like, here, I just made this trade. Come flame me. But you don't necessarily understand in best ball what it means. So. I think it was, right? Like trying to figure out what the actual edge was in best ball versus lineup and how like dug in people were with lineup theory versus best ball theory. <laughs> yep. You find out it's a very different game. Very different game. Even you and I, I think when we first started best ball, we were like, ah, it's just lineup, but you, you know, you don't actually have to set a lineup. You get to do all the other stuff, which is awesome. <laughs> yep. It's the same thing. Like you're still going to want the same guys. You know, same people are irrelevant. Eh, wrong. <laughs> Let's, All of a sudden, they're very fucking relevant. Let's get a couple questions in here, and then we'll get about it here, man. Uh, I could probably stay here all night, but I know Mike has, you know, an early morning things to get to. Five um, fifteen. So let's let's do a few. All right, let's do a couple. If you if you have super chats, you, questions you have to get in. Now is the last chance. You, I guess we'll call it that. All right. Should I try to trade up? I have the one hundred one, one hundred eight, one hundred nine, one ten, two hundred one. Well, you can't trade up from the one hundred one. So, you're talking about trading up from the 108, 109, 110, 201 earlier. Uh, Ramon, I'd say I, I would like to know more about the league, frankly, um, like in order to really answer this question right. So, if you're still with us, give us some more context. We'll try to answer it. Like certain leagues, I would say yeah. Certain leagues, I'm like no. Best ball, definitely. I'm I'm probably chilling. I would say like right now, if the the eight and the nine, the nine and the ten, you know, could get me to the 104. Um, that's something I'm interested in. 105, probably, maybe, but you also got plenty of time. Let's kind of figure out what the tiers are actually going to be in the tier breaks and have a little bit better feel for it. <clears throat> Agreed. But right now, like if something presented itself, I'm sitting in like a generic lineup, start 10, whatever, 
um, and somebody was like, hey, uh, I'll give you the 104 for your, your you know, 9 and 10. Sure. Here you go. <clears throat> Done. And I'll just move go. on with myself. Adam also puts March of 23 is the Dynasty Best Ball Roster Construction Series with Scott. That's – you said you came from Scott, so I don't know if you've heard, went back to that. That was with Scott, by the way, Cheeky. That We did, uh, it was like, was it three episodes with him on that? Four. It was four, four episodes. Four. That was a, that's a, that's a, that's a gem, man. Go back and check that out for sure if you have not yeah, heard that one bounced back yet. and forth between his show and our show uh, based on positions. Good call. It's half on 4D Chess and half on Destination Dynasty, by the way, in order to get the combination there. Because, um yep. And by the way, that is also, uh, like our 4D chest now is on South Harmon. That's all going to be on Destination Debbie Radio's uh, feed. So if you want to check that out. The old school, the original. The OG OG. days, man. Yeah, (laughs) back in the day. All right. Where are we actually at on Sammy Ballgame now? One for one, where is he in your overall dynasty ranks? Mike, I was talking to a patron. This This is an interesting one. He was asking about, like, for our rankings, why don't we do overall, like, super flex, essentially. And I'm like, listen, part of it is, like, that's where warp like, because for us, in order to do that, we would have to basically say, hey, here's our rankings for half PPR, right. full PPR, tight end premium, no tight end premium, all this different stuff. Best ball leagues, lineup leagues, right. start nine leagues, <laughs> you know. Exactly. And and so, like, for us, we'll basically say, hey, depending on what your league is, that's where warp is really going to be your best reference for right. cross-positional understanding that. Now, you know, for uh, something I can't talk about yet, but I'll, I'm doing this process, like – in some of my rankings for another place I'm going to be doing some work with. So here, here's what I'll say, Slimmo, about this. <clears throat> when asked about this, and when I started building out rankings with no tight end premium, Mike, no tight end premium. Sammy Ballgame is down probably a lot further than most people would think. I would agree you're probably there too. Like if you just talk, if you're telling me I need to rank overall Superflex rankings, no tight end premium at all, probably even, you know, a small tight end premium, a 1.5 tight end premium. It's not going to change much. Like ball game is going to be down a lot in the skill player overall rank. So for him to actually become like someone I'm really trying to get, it's going to have to be a very heavy tight end premium. It's going to have to be a lineup league that I'm kind of breaking principles for um, to where he's top, I don't know, 20, 30 range, something like that. Otherwise, I'm probably going to end up just missing him, honestly, at this point. Yeah, I can kind of give you a ballpark, I guess, from a couple startups I've done, like where I would feel comfortable taking them versus where everything else has gone. So okay. this also includes rookie picks and stuff too. I can give you where I actually have it in a non-tight end premium, by the way, to follow up. I'll pull it up. Go ahead. There you go. Um, I'm probably like mid-third. Like I, I feel comfortable pulling give us a. What I'd rather have. Is this a? Is Whatever. this where is this like a non-tight end premium league right now? A, a small tight end premium? Where are you? Are you talking here? I think it's a full tight end premium too, like a one point oh non-tight okay. end premium. Fuck, I'm not probably not touching one. Okay, like that's what I was gonna pull round. up. Yeah, yep. <laughs> good. Yeah. But I would say like uh, just generic, right? Like you think about your half point tight end premium, or your start two tight end league, or your start two tight end with half point tight end premium just because tight ends don't fucking actually matter right this is where warp has changed everything for me from the tight end position i love sam laporta i was telling you guys about him three fucking years ago nobody <laughs> listened but it was awesome i'm still gonna say like would i rather have puka nuku or, or sam laporta it's puka puka uh, would yeah. I ra- waddle Devonte smith or sam laporta i'd rather have those guys mm-hmm. um, i think the only question becomes like 
you know, like I've seen like some Jared Goffs in the third mm-hmm. round. Like fuck that. And, like I'd mm-hmm. rather just have Sam Laporta. Right? <laughs> like yeah. Goff's kind of in that replaceable quarterback range too. It's whatever. funny. So it's funny when I literally when I ranked him, and this is in with, with this ranking right here. This is going to be um, where it's a heavier tight end premium. Okay, so it's a meaningful tight end premium. Mike, the quarterbacks I have Tua slightly ahead of him. So if you're telling me like in the super flex range, where would I put him? Tua, Purdy, Love. Dak, That's yep. Fields, all those guys I'll take. Yep. Then you go to Goff, Watson, I'll take Laporta ahead of him in a, in a premium. Right now I have him in this like late 30 range, and for me the cutoff is basically, like right now it's very close. If I'm on the clock, him or DJ Moore, I'd probably end up leaning DJ Moore. But like DK Metcalf, maybe at that point I might take Laporta. Like he's somewhere in that range. But like to your point, Waddle, London, I'll take those guys ahead of him. So he's going to be like a – Late 30s, early 40s, depending on how realistic the the tight end premium is and how drastic it is. Um, I want a lot of the receivers ahead of them. I want a lot of the uh, quarterbacks ahead of them. So pretty clear, cut and dry for me. And it's gonna and this has to be a tight end premium, Mike. That makes me say, man, like I want to get a tight end, which we can attest to. There's not that many leagues that actually do that. No, no. Yeah, I would say 30 kind of feels right. Just an overall ranks, just in the ballpark. Right, do your due diligence. So that's going to put you third round of a startup easily, mid third. Yep. 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 So I love him, but I'm not gone are the days where <laughs> like, does this tight end go in the first round of a startup? Fuck no. no <laughs> right? And that's no. the tight end one. Okay. Think about everybody else falls after that McBride, Kincaid, Brock Bowers. That's how it goes. A- AJ Brown, by the way. AJ Brown or Neighbors? AJ yeah, Brown. I'll take AJ. I'll take AJ Brown. Neighbors yep. is pretty cool though. I got no problem with Neighbors, but this is where, like, again, this is it's kind of one of those things you have to have a conversation with yourself. If you're yep. having a pick and you're thinking about taking Neighbors, and someone comes calling as the pick starts to build hype with AJB, yep. do I just do I just get out here, the, man? The, saying saying Neighbors over AJ Brown is like saying that Neighbors is going to walk into <laughs> top ten dynasty wide receiver ranks from the jump. He, and and he may know where the fuck he's going. And he may, he may. I'm not telling you he won't, but like, is that here to stay? Come middle of October, right? I mean, I, I'm not saying that I agree with you, but again, right now, keep trade cut tells you that Tyree kills wide receiver ten, and we haven't even gotten to the point where it's going to keep dipping. It's cra- it's crazy, you know. It's crazy. I mean, JSN was fucking amazing, and he didn't walk into top ten right off the jump. Agreed, but also JSN didn't go quite as like crazy high as we were maybe thinking. He ended up going at twenty. Like if neighbors ends up going five to the Chargers, right? That's part of Drake. The... Drake London was pretty fucking awesome. <clears throat> Did go in the top ten, right? Didn't jump into the top ten in dynasty wide receiver ranks right off jump. But both him and JSN, JSN wasn't sure like is he going to end up getting the role, and um, Drake London didn't have the quarterback situation, right? Like if that's why I'm saying if it's a top five pick, like if neighbors goes with Justin Herbert and there's all this opportunity. People gonna be creaming their pants, man. Like I'm, I'm not telling you he will be, but I could see a scenario where I'm not gonna say it's I right. Okay, I could yep. see it, but you. there has to be certain factors. I agree with you though. Um, it's when you think about the last few years, how many guys have jumped into top ten? It's Chase. It's few and far between. Right away they jump into top ten. So we'll see if Neighbors does that. Even still, if he jumps in the top 10, is he past A.J. Brown? I'm going to probably say no. <laughs> Even if all that stuff checks the boxes, like top five draft capital, good quarterback, mm-hmm. you still taking him ahead of A.J. Brown? I'm probably not still even then. Right. All right, man. I think that was a – let's see if we get one quick one here, man. One quick one for Mike. That's what I tell my wife all the time. 
I mean, but sometimes I don't really give you the quick one. I'm sure you tend to deliver, right? I'm always quick. <laughs> Lickety split, man. Um, I don't really know what this is a question for. There's a lot of stuff in here that's not actually questions. I think maybe we just get up out of here. Look at this. Oh, my goodness. All right, here. I'm not pulling up any of these. Strategy question. If you own most of the top five rookie picks, would you rather use them all and accept that about half will bust, or are you trying to sell some? Ethan, so we, we kind of touched on this. Yeah. 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 Uh, the, the half will bust is like, it, at least from year to year, one year to the next year, is bullshit. Because go look at the top five this year and tell me how many of those guys busted. Bryce. How many of those guys could you not extract first round value out of? Uh, Bryce, maybe. Oh, even Bryce, you could get a first round out of, out of. Like Quentin Johnson, um, would be one of the ones, one, right? But he wasn't a top five pick. Correct. I'm, I'm, I'm saying like how many first round picks? Forget the top five that even aren't getting a first round pick. You definitely get a first for Bijan, Gibbs, Stroud. Well, but here's the question: I think weirdly to Jason. to keep it uh, like a float. How many of the guys that you drafted in the top five this last year would give you a top five pick this year? Would you trade out of a top five pick this year? So. Here's what I'll say, Ethan. I, I tend to be fluid with it. I try to let the pick build all the way up before I extract the value if I'm going to trade out of it. And if I have most of the top five, the reason I say that is if I'm going to move off of them, forget really what they're going to do because I have so much time before they technically bust that I could move them, right? If I'm going to do this and I have this like solidified if I have all of them, can I buy, can I send 102 and 103, you know, to go get anybody I want? Can I go get, you know, Josh Allen's? Can I go get Justin Jefferson's? Part of it is having the cumulative effect of those picks. It gives you buying power to just ridiculous levels. So that's, that's part of the reason why um, I'm a little more hesitant to move them unless I'm getting that type of a value back. With you. With you, and I'll answer a Dr. B question because he did finish up with his wife to come see us. Tank Dell or Nico Collins? Uh, Good for you, Dr. B. Nico Collins. I'm going to go Nico Collins. Mm. It's close. It's close. I'm going Nico. I think I'm right sorry, now, Nico. I keep fucking doubting you, and you keep making me look like an asshole. So really, really close. Um, I think I'm going to take Nico, too, by a hair. By a hair. I, I still, I'm still pretty fine with having some Tank Dell shares, but... You want me to pick one on one. You put me on the spot. I'll take yeah. Nico. I'll take Nico. You right know now. me and my affinity for those wide receivers who are six four, two fifteen, look like Adonises. So. You know, also <laughs> attached to top three or four dynasty quarterbacks. So we will yeah. take that. Aside from that, man, listen, we had so much love, so much fun today. Super chats flowing in. A lot of people here. Thank you, everybody. We appreciate everybody. And this is just further confirmation, Mike. Twenty twenty four for everybody here. This is our year. We'll see you back here next Wednesday, same time, same place. We're out of this thing. Peace. Peace.